Welcome. This is Efrat Sabalovsky from Why You Connects, happy to introduce Candidate, a candid conversation about today's dating life with experienced guests. Our wonderful host this evening is Rabbi Shmuel Ismach, Rabbi of Young Israel of Great Neck and Rebbe in the Stone-Based Medrash program at Yeshiva University. This podcast is anonymously sponsored by Eloy Nishmas Chano Chaim Ben Yaakov HaKohen and by the Slomo and Cindy Sylvian Foundation. Hi and welcome to Candidate, a candid conversation about dating and relationships with experts in the field. My name is Shmuel Ismach, Rabbi at the Young Israel of Great Neck and a Rebbe at the SBMP program at Yeshiva University, and I'll be your host today. With me is Dr. Deborah Alper. She's a psychologist at the YU Counseling Center. She's also got a private practice in anxiety, dealing with teens and adults. And first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so thank you for taking the time out for this, what I think is an important conversation. There's a lot of talk these days. There's a lot of talk about anxiety. Generally, people are very nervous, and you know, whatever, I'm sure over the course of the conversation, we'll define what anxiety is, but there's also a lot of natural nervousness when it comes to dating. So I guess when the two of them meet, we might have a perfect storm. So let's get started talking about dating anxiety. What is dating anxiety? Okay. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I agree. This is a very important topic um, and I'm happy to be able to address it with you. So when we talk about dating anxiety, that's something that can occur when a person has excessive worries around the topic of dating. So these can be worries before a date, during a date, afterwards. Um, Often we see young adults experience anxiety in anticipation of entering the dating scene, even before they've ever been on even one date. So, you know, as you were saying, of course, it is normal and it's not at all unexpected for someone to be nervous while they're dating or before they're dating. Um, But when we're really talking about dating anxiety, we tend to be talking more about a level of worry and stress that is beyond what we would expect to see. So now we're talking about a level of worry that can start to impact this person's ability to function or in this case, their ability to date the way they'd want to. Got it. So, so why would somebody, let's say, develop that extra level of nervousness that has those terrible implications? What, what, why would that, why would that occur? So oftentimes we're talking about a person who has always been fairly anxious. So this person might have been anxious when they were entering high school. They might have been anxious when they were choosing a yeshiva or a seminary, um, or they might have been anxious whenever they're doing any new social. Experience. Experience because also, you know, dating is very much um, a new social experience. Um, so in that, for that person, since this is like the next big thing that this young adult is dealing with, it's really not that surprising that this would be where their anxiety is popping up now. Um, very often, that's the profile of a person that we would see when we're talking about dating anxiety. Um, however, there are other people for whom this is totally not the case. Um, and we do see people who did not consider themselves to be anxious before. Um, and that are now suddenly experiencing stress specifically related to the dating experience. Um, And that could be for any number of reasons. That could be because for some people, it is the first major life decision that they feel they really need to make 
mostly on their own that they are really responsible for making. Um, we see a lot of people who, you know, until the point of dating have kind of like moved in lockstep with their peers where, you know, their parents chose an elementary school. It was sort of very obvious where they were going to go to high school. They, you know, had a lot of guidance in picking a yeshiva and it was sort of a no brainer where they were going to go after yeshiva or seminary. And this is really the first time that they feel very responsible for a major life decision. Um, we also can't ignore the fact that there is, you know, a reality that for many of the young adults we're seeing, they have really little to no experience dealing with the opposite gender. So that's a first for them also. And so then even someone who maybe did not struggle socially in the past and felt very comfortable socially, this is still just a totally new experience. Um, and that can really throw them for a loop. Do you think, do you see a lot of that where, where the person does not manifest sort of any sort of anxiety until they start dating and then they start dating and then like, here we go. And it stays as a line item issue or just like it expand into other areas of their life? Like, how does that work? Um, so I should say, first of all, that's not the majority. Most of the people that we see um, already experience anxiety in other areas of their life. So this is not a total new thing for them. Um, but like I said, this is a particularly difficult thing, right? So like exactly, it's exactly. more than it probably was in the past. Okay. Exactly. Uh, and that's because of just how weighty this decision feels. You know, if you pick a seminary you don't like, worst comes to worst, it's a year and you regret the choice. But, you know, obviously dating and marriage, you know, are, are heavier decisions. Um, and hopefully, you know, longer you, you left, hope, you hope just, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they should be. Okay, so um, what are the, what are some of the things that make dating stressful for the the men women that you speak with like what's on their mind so you know a major piece of it is that we really need to keep in mind these are people that are juggling a tremendous amount so you know just because of the stage of life that they're in there's the mental weight of choosing careers um, finding their place in the college community um, and all the many responsibilities that come with this stage of life um, that's sort of the mental load. In a very practical way, they're also juggling things that require a tremendous amount of their time. So, you know, I, I, as you mentioned, I work at YU, I work on the Stern campus. Um, I see many young women who are taking very, very heavy course loads. They have challenging expectations and challenging exams. On top of that, they make commitments to meaningful extracurricular activities that are very enriching for them, but again, also take a tremendous amount of time and it's important for these, these young adults to be present for their friends and families too. So making time for dating, which is very important to them, is really, really not simple. So, so that's definitely one piece of it. And that absolutely, in a very practical way, just adds to the stress. Um, another piece that really does add stress for many is the sense that there is this need for perfection. Um, I think that there's this mentality that dating is the process and marriage is the goal. And in order to get there, they really have to be perfect. So, you know, this means that they have to look perfect and they have to act perfectly and they have to be at all the right social events and not be at the wrong social events and speak to all the right people. Um, and the implication for them is that if dating is not going well, it must be because they are in some way falling short. And that is tremendously stressful. Wow. So th that is, it's a, to what extent those two elements that, that probably exists with, like, I mean, all men and women, like it's not just... Uh, people who are particularly anxious. I just got a little bit nervous hearing that from you, right? Because, because, yeah, I mean, the, the kids, I know I'm I'm also a Rebbe Uptown. Uh, my guys have a tremendous amount on their plate. They got a lot going on. Uh, getting them to shear is difficult sometimes because they have so many things competing for their attention. And yeah, that with the fact that I guess, yeah, perfection 
in order to be the same way you're trying to make sure you put perfect, look perfect, your resume is perfect, uh, they're sort of in the presentation stage of their lives for their next career and I guess for their spouse. So what, what, do, we, what do we do about this? So, you know, this is where I think that parents and teachers and Rebeam and other people who play a role in young adults' lives um, can really have a big impact. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing this down. Okay, go. <laughs> so you know, I think that what started out as, or what often starts out as, guidance, you know, well-meaning and well-intended and good guidance from mentors and parents, I think sometimes um, we get carried away and we, you know, accidentally sort of like give the implication that there is a very specific way to do this, and if you don't do it exactly this way, then you're doing it wrong and it won't work out right. Um, and I think that what we've done, you know, because of the whole like system in which we date, which, you know, has many benefits to it. There's a reason, you know, that we do it the way we do it. And I know that, but I do think that sometimes it seems like we've taken something um, that will of course play out differently for different people. And we've micromanaged the process in a way that gives the impression that there's only one right way to do that. So that means, you know, to me, that means there's only one right time frame in which to start dating, in which to get married. There's one right way to date. And, you know, these are the people that you should speak to, and these are the places that you should not be. Um, and anytime we create a rigid structure like that, for some, it's going to work and it's going to be great. But for those for whom it's not working out perfectly, I think that, you know, it, it's, it's very stressful. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, the, this is probably true of all sorts of pressures that these, let's say, these young adults are feeling, right? This is probably true that, you know, that there is generally one way to get a job, but of course there are ways to get jobs. So, so I mean, it's the rigidity of all the structures in their lives, I guess, generally that adds to this anxiety, to the to so the, to the extent that like we could sort of uh, tamp that down, and we should, you know, we could offer more alternatives, or like it's okay to not be doing exactly what everybody else is doing. That you think would be very beneficial. Okay, so let, let me move on to the actual uh, dating experience. So we've been talking about generally being anxious about dating at large, but now you have somebody who's dating an actual person, and they have a lot of anxiety that's attached to this interaction. And how do you tease out like how much of that anxiety has to do with the person they're dating and the just the decision and the gravity and the momentous like element of what dating is? Like, how do you know that maybe it means they're not dating the right person or it's just a them issue? Right. Is it me or is it them? Like, how do you know? Right. So that that is hard. Um, and this question comes up very, very often. Um, and I think that we've all heard, you know, people who are well-meaning say things like, you know, oh, once you find the right person, everything's going to fall into place. Or, you know, when you know, you know. And it's hard because some people really never get that experience of when you know, you just know. Sometimes they really just always have some element of doubt. Um, so what I like to ask people, you know, when I'm talking to them about exactly this question is, how have you approached other major decisions in your life? Are you a person that is just fortunate enough to get that sense of certainty that, you know, I was trying to choose a camp and I visited a couple and I saw this one and I was like, yep, this is for me. Or I, you know, spoke to a few people about different yeshivas in Israel. And then I just knew this is the one for me. Are you a person who experiences that type of certainty? Or are you a person who generally deals with some sense of doubt? Like, you know, I really like, you know, my classes and I think I want to be a doctor and I talk to a lot of doctors and it sounds like a career I'd like, but 
I don't know, there's a creeping doubt in the back of my mind that how do I know for sure this is going to work out? If you are the second type of person that always sort of has this like little bit of doubt, even when you feel generally good about your decision, there's no reason to expect that things will be different here. Um, If you are a person who experiences doubt, you will in the dating process as well. This is really just like any other major decision um, that you've had to make. So the fact that you are, if you are that person, the fact that you are having some stress or anxiety or doubt should not indicate that necessarily this is not the right person for you. This just might be how you are making major life decisions. Got it. So if I uh, am uh, someone who does generally have an added level of anxiety as compared to others, what would you tell the person if they say, like, should I start dating? How do they deal with that? Right. So, you know, we, we often get asked, like, if I'm anxious, should I not date until I've like worked on my anxiety? People sort of have this idea, I think, that you should work on yourself, kind of like perfect yourself or get in tip top shape, whatever that means, you know, and then you can date. Um, so I think the answer to that really depends on the person. Most of the time, I do tend to tell people that even if they are anxious, they should start dating. And the reason I would say that is because it is very often through the process of dating that they're going to work on their anxiety. So this is sort of similar to, you know, if you think about the way that you can't learn to ride a bike without getting on the bike itself, right? Like we'd like to think, okay, like I'll stand on the side and I'll read the manual and I'll figure out how to do this and then I'll get on the bike, you know? But the reality is that you got to get on the bike and it's through all the pedaling and the falling and the steering, you know, and, and going through the process that you really learn how to do this. And this is true with dating also. For most people, I would say, you know, they're just going to be nervous about dating in the abstract kind of until they do it. And it's only through the process of actually doing it and actually going on the dates and actually dealing with the worries and the fears and the nerves that they're going to actually learn to work on their anxiety um, and feel confident doing this. So that I would say that's most of the time for others. If the anxiety is really so debilitating that it makes it feel impossible for them to attempt a new relationship or impossible for them to start dating, then that's something that should be addressed before entering the dating scene. Okay, so that's interesting. So <laughs> let's say we're dating um, and, and and somebody is dealing with these issues of uh, like they're troubled about the, making these big decisions and they're finding it very stressful. So what do they do? You know, obviously they could always see a therapist and you could tell them directly, but let's imagine they skip that step and they just want to listen to this podcast. So what are some good (laughs) techniques for how to manage this added level of stress? And obviously this is not only for the people who are dealing with anxiety issues generally, but particularly if it just manifests here, how would, or what avenues do you think exist for a person to deal with this better? So I think a lot of the times, this, you know, it depends where the stress comes in. For people who are not yet dating, but it just seems like this big, you know, scary black box of things that they, you know, don't even know how to start. You know, that it can be very helpful to talk to people, try to get a mental image of like what a date will look like, where will you go? You know, a lot of times just getting very practical advice can be very helpful. You know, talk to friends who've been dating already. I think that sometimes people are, you know, a little hesitant to talk about this too much. It's like, you know, everybody feels like their experience is sort of private and they, you know, don't want to share too much with friends, which I understand. Um, but I do think that we can really, friends can support one each other a, a lot in this. So I think that that kind of very practical guidance can be very helpful for some. Beyond that, I would say whatever has helped this person deal with stress in the rest of their life. You know, if before a test, you need to take a walk and clear your head or take some deep breaths, there's no reason that those same types of coping mechanisms shouldn't help you here also. You might get a little awkward on the date. 
Right, but, uh, right, right. <laughs> I would suggest that more before than after. But, you know, there, those are just sort of like practical tips, I guess, for, you know, for someone who's worried about entering the dating scene. The people that we hear from more frequently are people who are already dating that are feeling very anxious about making the big decisions that come up in and dating. Do I go for a third date? Do I go for a fifth date? You know, do I meet her parents? Do I, do we spend shops together? Is this moving too fast? Is this moving too slow? You know, those sorts of questions can be very stressful. Um, and for those people, I would suggest that they seek guidance and seek support from people who, you know, they know well and who know them well and who they feel can give them good guidance. But, you know, I say that with the caveat that they should be seeking guidance and support, but not specifically answers. I think that sometimes there's a rush to look for someone to tell you what to do. You know, just tell me what you should be to go to. Just tell me whether or not to go on another date. Just tell me if this is all going to work out okay, basically is what we're saying. Like, just tell me if I go through with this, is this going to work out okay? Um, and we have to know that, that that's not how this works. No one can really give you answers. And I don't really believe that anybody should give you those answers. Ultimately, you need to find a way to make this decision and to tolerate the natural uncertainty that comes with making any major life decision. And so nobody should be making decisions for you. Um, and they should just, I guess, be able to get, get the noise out of the way and, mm -hmm. and allow you to realize that, like, it's tough to make a decision. And, and you know, you got to own it. And here are the, here are the variables. So, so I, I, guess, I guess what I'm trying to wonder when it comes to people who, you know, if a person is there... How do you know if it's too much and if somebody probably should start to see somebody that they think, let's say, the dating experiences is bringing them to a, an anxiety level and it's manifesting where it never has in any other area of their life? Like, how do they know the difference themselves? I want to make sure I'm understanding your question. How do they know whether they should? Yeah, if I, I'm, I'm somebody's dating and, and they, they're getting very anxious and it could be just normal jitters and, and normal uh, difficulty in, this, in making a decision. Or like they're wondering, no, maybe I'm manifesting some like real life anxiety that I should see somebody. What are the like the telltale signs that it's that I've now gone beyond? So, you know, what we always come back to is the question of to what degree are these issues impacting your ability to function the way you normally would and the way you want to. And this applies to anxiety, but it also applies to sadness. You know, when is this just like, I'm a little sad? And when is this, no, I'm so sad that I really need to seek help, you know? And it applies to, you know, any any challenging emotional state. So for anxiety also, and for anxiety with dating, for sure, you know, if you really feel like the anxiety is becoming an impediment to being able to move forward, to being able to focus on other things, right? If you're so consumed with dating anxiety that you can't focus on school or work or whatever else, you know, those are, to me, you know, that's sort of the you know, light bulb going off saying like, get more help. So it's like a paralyzing, uh, all, all pervasive, it's affecting all areas of my life. At that point, I should probably take it more seriously. Okay. That's for sure. Right. If it's that pervasive, I would say for sure. But I would even say if it's, causing you to function not as well as you typically function. You know, if you're a person who normally loves to go out with your friends, you know, and suddenly finds that like, you're just kind of irritable, you just feel on edge and like, you just don't want to anymore. That in itself, if you, you know, you don't feel like yourself, um, to me, that's enough of a reason to seek help. You know, and again, I want to just say, when we say seek help, I don't mean, you know, enter into some very serious therapy that you're going to be in for the next, you know, seven to 10 years of life. I just mean get, mean get guidance from someone who, you know, probably has a little bit of clinical expertise. 
Got it, got it. I mean, like the type of thing you would go to a Rebbe or, or a mentor for is the type of stuff like decision-making help. I'm not sure what to do. I don't want the decision made for me, but just like, you know, to work and process that out. But when you think it's affecting you in a more deep and physiological and mental health sort of way at that point, it's probably wise to see somebody who at least can answer these questions more capably. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, good. Uh, just for clarity. So so how, how about like when a couple are dating, um, and is this something that they should talk about? Like they should, they should address, uh, with each other. Is that healthy? Is that not productive? Does it make it look like, oh, you're so nervous about dating me? Like, is that, is that sort of a strike against me? What does that mean? So how, how do you, how do they deal with that actually facing each other? Yeah. So my kind of like default is that it's good to be honest with the person that you're dating. That is like the bottom line for me. That being said, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm tremendously nervous <laughs> dating you and it's bringing out all these terrible. Okay. So yeah, you don't mean that. Right, I do not mean that. So I say that with the caveat that, you know, of course you don't need to divulge every detail of every thought and every worry, right? Because everyone is entitled to private experiences and we are allowed to have our own thoughts. And I think that this is true in marriage as well. It is not necessary to report to your spouse every thought that you, you know, have floating around your brain. It's probably not a good idea to, right? So of course we're entitled to our private internal experiences, but I do think that being able to talk about the things that you struggle with is very important. So if this is something that is really weighing on you, you know, and again, I I probably should have prefaced with this. I'm assuming that this couple has been dating for some time. So this is not first date material. It's probably not third date material, right? But if we're trying to build a relationship with each other and we're somewhat invested in trying to see if this is going somewhere, then I think it's important to be able to share your struggles with your partner. And that is true because I think keeping real secrets, things that feel like secrets from each other. I think that's a real barrier to closeness. And on the positive side, I think that each person sharing their struggles with their partner really gives the two of them an opportunity to support each other. And ultimately it will make them much closer. I also will say that, you know, going back to our original profile of a person who tends to be somewhat anxious, this is not the last time this is going to come up, you know? So like we have, I think sometimes we make the mistake of looking at the chuppah as sort of like a finish line, like, okay, I'm going to rein my anxiety in and just get there and phew, we made it. But, you know, as anyone who's been married for any amount of time will tell you, you know, it's really the beginning, right? So there are so many more things that are going to come up. And if you're a person who gets anxious, you're going to get anxious when you buy a house and when you have kids and when you change jobs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a good idea during the dating process to figure out if this is a person you're able to talk about that with. That conversation probably is difficult and maybe anxiety provoking, but that's exactly the point. Uh, to, to communicate and to share in that. Okay, so are there? This has been really helpful, and and I hope um, I hope calming and relaxing for those who, you know, sort of might be anxious about the topic altogether. But are any any closing thoughts? Anything that like you know something that's most important for you to share with uh, those who might be struggling within that dating process, nervous and not sure what the degree of nervousness is okay and where uh, where exactly they should start to be concerned and seek help. Any any like last minute uh, tidbits? Yeah. So I want to say a couple of things. I want to say that anxiety in general is extremely common. I mean, everyone has experienced anxiety and anxiety is also very often functional and necessary, right? Even even podcasters, by the way, even like people (laughs) 
<laughs> right. If we were not anxious, you know, about putting on a good podcast, right? You, no one would come prepared because if I'm not worried about it at all, then I don't need to prepare. If I wasn't worried about paying my bills, you know, I might not come to work every other day. And if I wasn't worried about, you know, impressing the people I meet, I wouldn't, you know, brush my teeth and put myself together in the morning, right? So like some amount of anxiety is good for us. And that is why we all have at least some amount of anxiety, which is why, you know, it's a very relatable experience. I would say, you know, I want to say nine times out of 10, if not more, stories that I hear of one person telling the person they're dating that they are experiencing some level of anxiety, they are met with the other person saying like, oh, I totally understand that. Or maybe me too. Or maybe, you know, oh, my my brother actually has anxiety. Or, oh, I know my parents went through this when they were dating. It's a really universal experience. So I don't think that people need to be so concerned that they're going to share this with a partner and, you know, they're going to immediately run. Like that that's just never... It has not been my experience. I think Why everybody has it become can... such a such a thing of late. Like I feel like everybody's talking about anxiety. It's become like the the thing of of the decade. You know that everybody's struggling with and dealing with. Is it exacerbated in some sort of way naturally, or just like you know, like everything else? You know, when when people are doing well, they find something to a <laughs> begin nervous about, and kind of like anxiety is the thing that we traditionally get nervous about by definition. Well, Right. So I think I will say, I think we could spend an entire additional podcast on this topic. I think that there are a lot of things in our world today that prime us to be more anxious. Um, I think that, you know, demands on our time and social media and COVID and there's a lot, there's a lot. And, you know, again, like I said, I could, you know, spend 30 minutes on each of those and why they make us more anxious. I do think that another big piece of this, and this is, I think, a positive, is that the more people are willing to talk about anxiety, the more we are willing to talk about anxiety and the more that we hear there is of it. I think that, you know, a number of years ago, this kind of happened with ADHD where people say, how come now every single kid has ADHD? Probably the same number of kids that ever had ADHD, but now we're not embarrassed to say if our kid has that issue and struggles with that issue. So now everybody's talking about it and now it feels like it's everywhere. Um, with anxiety, like I said, it's really, it's a universal experience. It's what, you know, it's in the range of normal human emotions that everybody's going to experience at some point. So, you know, I, I think that the minute someone starts talking about it, it's something that's very relatable. Got it. So, so really, it's a little bit of both. There's more to be nervous about. And at the same time, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay yeah. to be nervous. So so we, we could talk about that out loud. Um, okay. This, this is really great. Um, I appreciate your time. And um, I, I assume if anybody would like to reach you, uh, there's uh, probably Googleable, and uh, they could find you for, for a consultation or any sort of other services for um, dealing with this type of this type of struggle, this type of stress in the dating or non-dating context. So thank you so much for your time. And thank you for our listeners for another episode of Candidate. As always, we are looking for topic ideas and people who you'd like us to be speaking to and subjects you'd like us to be speaking about. So please email us with anything you'd like to discuss. Thank you, Dr. Alper, and everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me. Thank you to our gracious hosts and guests this evening. Please email us at yuconnects at yu.edu to suggest future dating and relationship building topics and guests for your enjoyment. Candidate at yuconnects.